morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on The Breakfast Show this morning. It is a somewhat cloudy morning as the sun is coming up here in Newcastle. And I just have to ask my beautiful, amazing, wonderful co-host, Monica, how are you this morning? I'm good as God and I'm not paying you for any of those compliments, so... Yeah, I know. We're just we're just really good friends. <laughs> good morning, everyone. How are we all? How are you, how are you going? Yeah, I'm good as gold, and I'm. I just want to get straight into it. I am super grateful for little green machines. What does that mean? I got, uh, I got a special machine. Um, I got a second hand off Facebook Marketplace, and it's mm-hmm. it's called a spot cleaner, and it's basically like a tiny, tiny carpet cleaner like when you see oh, you know when you see like industrial yeah, yeah. carpet cleaners a huge big machine but it's like a miniature version of that and i'm having so much fun cleaning everything i own that that is that is a sentence i've never said in my life zero <laughs> uh, percent yeah, yeah i'm having so much fun cleaning everything i own well <laughs> look my things get cleaned because if they're not clean then that's that's gross but yeah, I don't know if it's the funnest thing ever, but you're just super enjoying it's, it. It's satisfying. It's really satisfying, especially when like it's a deep clean. Because it's a deep clean machine. It's not like you know just some sort of little surface clean. It's like for when you're serious mm. about getting things cleaned. You know what I really enjoy is using. Do you know like a steamer? Yeah, like you have an yeah. iron, and then but then you have a steamer. Oh, okay. So not like a steam cleaner, like a a garment steamer. Like a garment steamer. Yeah, yeah. I've never used one. Running those up and down your clothes. It really, like the iron is to take out the massive wrinkles, but the steamer just really kind of gets all the fine wrinkles that are left out. Gotcha. Which is, which is, which is awesome. So like you you can iron something and then steam it afterwards. That just sounds like double work. I don't think that makes any sense. No, it does. It does. You need to do it for like some kind, like types of pants, particularly for for thicker, thicker material. Oh, that's okay. the, that's the way it goes. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We have our first clue for the quiz for today. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you options. Do you want a what city am I quiz or do you want a who am I quiz? Oh, let's do a who am I? Okay, okay, okay. That's a good one to pick because I really like pronouncing this guy's name. It's very satisfying Well, to you say. can't say it on air, so please don't. Not until the very end. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Two hours of torture. Mm. Okay, who am I? Um, have fact, I don't know how to pronounce that. One of the king's eunuchs was ordered to find out what was troubling me and why. So it's, I'm going to spell that guy's name. Yeah, yeah, it's please. H-A-T-H-A-C-H. Okay. Hathach. Hathach. A-C-H. I'm going to go with Hathach. Hathach. Hathach, one of the king's eunuchs, was ordered to find out what was troubling me and why. All right. Okay. Mm, 0491064669. I've never heard of Hathach before. Mm -hmm. Didn't know he was in the Bible. Pleased to meet him or her. No, it's a him. It's a eunuch. It's, it's, <laughs> Sorry, it's a him. <laughs> it's a eunuch. It's a him. Um, and also, we've got a prize for this week. Yes, it is a really cool sounding prize. It's a board game. It is called um, Snakes, Snake Bites and Shipwrecks. Mm. Travel with Paul as he preaches the gospel. I'm going to give you a little uh, rundown on it. So it mm. says, branch out from Antioch and work as a team to complete Paul's missionary journeys, placing color-coded tiles 
and uh, to map out his route. So as you play, you get to follow Paul's journey with scripture references provided from the Book of Acts and also find out some of the people he met and the amazing things he did with the event cards. Mm. Who will risk their tiles first to win snake bites and shipwrecks? It sounds Ooh, so cool. Okay. Who will risk their tiles? Any any board game that has any kind of risk, I'm, I'm about it. You're all for it. Risk and the other ones where you kind of lie a lot. But uh, <laughs> awesome. I probably shouldn't have admitted that on air. You know the ones where, where you're pretending to be, every, everyone's like pretending to be someone and then actually you're some you're like a spy or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoy those you games. You've got to figure out who the cult is. That's right. Or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. Hey, 0491-064-669, let us know what's your favorite board game. Or do you, do you like playing cards? Do you? I like doing magic tricks with cards. And then Lyle and Shell accuse me of being like, a satanic the magician. Occult. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I much prefer card games to board games, I have to. Admit. Really? Lyle and I have a saying, a quick game is a good game. Actually, it's a Lyle saying, and I just really appreciate it. <laughs> Wait, off off rip, mm. Janelle has sent an answer in, and I think it's correct. Janelle, can I have a look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we got a new fang dangled. Yes, yeah, good on you, Janelle, you did. Fantastic. I'm loving the new tech in this. Wait, we've, in this we've, 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 wait why did I have to turn that around? We've both I've got, got, got an iPad. <laughs> We've, we've both got, I've got my own screen. Yeah, that's right. Look at us. Dude. We are, we are you guys moving are, up. Look at Faith FM go. Praise the Lord for advancement in ministry. All right. Now, speaking of advancement in ministry, mm. share with us some stories. I have got a story that is so on point with my life right now. Uh-huh. Um, so I, just, I was just talking about my little green machine, which mm-hmm. is it's it's literally called the Beisel Little Green Machine. That's when you the name said- of the product. When you say green machine, I thought so. There was this thing when I was growing up called a green machine. Oh, the bike. The bike. Yeah, yeah. But no. it's like three wheels no. and you pull the handles. No, yeah. this is something more for middle-aged women. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I didn't know you were so extreme. No, no, no. It's uh, it's 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 a tiny vacuum cleaner, but the mm. vacuum has like a brush, and then it actually it sprays out water and detergent, huh. and then sucks up the liquid as well, along with the filth off whatever. I actually purchased it to clean my car because I was dogs house sitting some dogs and the inside of my car looks like a pack of wolves exploded inside of it so i wanted to deep clean my car Um, and yesterday i did practice run on the machine the first time using it and i i deep cleaned um one side of a secondhand mattress that i'd recently purchased and i used uh vinegar and bicarb soda and Mm. i just found out that there is a i have an article right here it says a more efficient way to suck up co2 from the air is by storing it in nothing else than bicarb and water. Mm. And I feel like this is have we like gone so far down science like black holes <laughs> trying to figure out how to deal with pollution only to discover it was something our nana's used all along. It was just bicarb. <laughs> We've like come full circle. We've tried to go all full tech. So it says here, a new study shows that methods of sucking up atmospheric air and filtering out the CO2 can be improved by adding copper to the filter material, potentially opening up the technology to dozens of more users that produce a meaningful difference in the fight against climate change. So the addition of copper also converts the captured CO2 into uh, to a harmless baking so that can be stored in the oceans or be turned into a saleable product. I'm very curious about those saleable products. And, uh, and some scientists say it's the, the only way to limit the warming of the earth to less than 1.5 degrees um, Celsius over this century is if humanity starts to extract some of the CO2 they've added to the atmosphere through carbon capture methods. Like, I don't know. How do you feel about climate change? Yeah. Well, I think, I think when it comes to 
carbon pollution within the climate, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most focused on areas it of is. climate change. Yeah. While simultaneously, from my perspective, mm-hmm. being one of the most difficult to change and control. I th- my opinion about a carbon uh, perspective, the, the carbon focus, like carbon pollution, is yeah. that is that it's. I don't know. I feel like we're almost wasting our time because the biggest pollutant on Earth is actually animal aggregation. Yes. And that's not opinion. That's just fact. And we're not focusing on it because nobody wants to change how they eat. We all just want to eat what we eat and, you know, not have to change our daily habits. We just want want a different Band-Aid to fix the solution. And then also, like, all the work that we could do cleaning up carbon in the air right. gets undone by like a exactly. volcano explosion yeah or as soon like as that. you eat a hamburger it's like well you just undone all the good you were trying that's to do. right so but like you said mm-hmm. like when it comes to like agricultural pollution when we look at plastic pollution yeah like this is stuff that we can see and feel yeah i understand it, like if you if we in this room right now this tiny little studio just sat a generator and let it run we would die like <laughs> like if you put so much carbon in a, in a right. in a tiny space like 100% but at the same time the thing that i like about this innovation is not just that it's cleaning up carbon in the air but it's turning it into something useful yeah so the the machines come in which two is just forms. good recycling yeah one one uses a large fan to pull regular air from the environment mm. filter out the co2 and then store that underground or produce other chemical products and a second fan that does the work directly at the exhaust point of large factories mm. and uh, and power plants and natural gas wells and that kind of thing I, at first when i was like oh, he's just gonna suck air and just like it's like a basic, like a massive air conditioner. I'm like, how can we possibly build enough of these things to deal with our problem? But I do like the idea of having it directly at the exhaust point of large factories. Even as a kid, I was very worried when I mm. you know, occasionally you drive past a huge factory and it's just spewing out smoke or something. Mm. I was always like, man, that doesn't, doesn't seem like a yeah. good idea. We would drive past those and my parents would say, oh, they're cloud machines. <laughs> oh, which is Which was pretty cute. Yeah. But again... The point that I love about this is not only does it capture the carbon, but then it turns it into something. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. And I just want to say that, you know, I I think that as Christians, um, you know, God's given us stewardship of the earth. Absolutely. And we should do our best mm. to to take care of it. Um, I know that uh, climate change is getting a bit of a rap for being, I think, a lot of... Um, what do they call those people? Like the tinfoil hat wearing, and they the conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. theorists yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They like to, um, you know. And I do obviously, I do believe that we've destroyed the earth beyond what we can fix, and mm. that's probably. And I think the hope that a Christian has that the, the second coming and that God's going to clean it all up mm. with fire and make yeah, it absolutely. new is something to really have hope in. But but it's still our responsibility to do the best that we can. So these are these really cool machines. Um, they're working on them in um, in the UK actually, and uh, they have their first industrial scale. Uh, they call it carbon capture and usage plant, and they are working. They've already been testing it. They've captured forty thousand metric tons of carbon dioxide. Um, the equivalent of taking 20,000 cars off the road. Um, mm. Is that really that great? I don't know, 20,000 cars? I feel like that's like not even a suburb, like barely a suburb. Well, there's How definitely many of these more machines cars. do we have to build? There's definitely yeah. more cars than that here in Yeah, in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah so true. But, yeah, but interesting steps forward. I like seeing our humans use innovation to do some good for humanity. Mm. So, yeah, great Absolutely. news coming out of the UK. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 
You are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. And Monica, you're going to give us another clue for the quiz. I'm going to give you a clue and a promo. I'm feeling very generous <laughs> this morning. So who am I? Clue number two. I expose Big Thana and Teresh, Teresh plots to assassinate the king. Well, if I'd known there'd been so many difficult words to pronounce on this one, I would have done the other one. Wait. <laughs> who am I? I expose... I expose Bithana and Teresh's plot to assassinate the king. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this story so much. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Mm. 0491-064669 is the number to text or called, and you can be in the prize draw to win Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, the board game. And the promo is that the RTM op shop out in Raymond Terrace, 45 Williams Street, Raymond Terrace, is having a week-long everything a dollar in the clothing, oh, which is I basically the whole op shop. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And we've pulled up a lot of racks from the basement. So we have like all these extra stock and every day we're adding new stocks there. All clothing is a dollar, like every, like everything. Do you know what? Yesterday I was in there working and I have so many signs up telling everyone that all clothing is a dollar, but almost everyone wants to double check that. <laughs> so Yesterday I just felt like a broken record. Yes, everything really is a dollar. Yes, everything really is a dollar. They just couldn't believe their ears or their eyes. So, yeah, come and check out the Raymond Terrace uh, Missions Op Shop, 45 William Street in Raymond Terrace, where we're having a week-long uh, $1 on all clothing sale. Amazing. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text me to answer that quiz. And also, if you want any more information as to, you know, where RTM is, where the op shop is, how to get there. Or you can just you can just look it up. But hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning. We've got a bunch of people texting in the right answers as well. Also, Raphael, I asked people, hey, what are you guys' favorite uh, favorite board games to play? And Raphael just gets in there, ticket to ride, settlers of Catan, oh, pandemic, and then of course Shell gets in there and replies back saying, oh, well, these are our favorite games because they're huge board game fans, the Southwells, mm-hmm. and she- I love Carcassonne, and that's what Shell takes it back to him. Carcassonne, I think, out of all those games, is probably my favorite. But Raphael seems like the kind of guy who I'd love to play shipwrecks and snake bites with snake bites and snake bites and shipwrecks. So (laughs) shout out Raphael. Maybe if you get these, get these answers correct, we'll be able to, we'll be able to hang out. We'll be able to come over and, and play. Well, regardless, it always comes with the offer that we want to come and play. And I know that I've offered that to a number of people who live in, Central and North Queensland and <laughs> South Australia. So I kind of, I've got a lot of places to be, a lot of places to go. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And this morning, I wanted to talk about Chicago. This is actually a story that producer Shell brought up to me because at the moment, Chicago, similarly to New South Wales, is having a mayoral election. Here in New South Wales, we're having a, a state government election. But in Chicago, they're having a mayoral election. And we've seen that Laurie Lightfoot, who is the current mayor, has lost her bid for re-election. Okay. So now it's gone to an election between multiple candidates, and she's lost that too, only receiving 17% of the vote. Oh. So she was definitely out... uh, Political commentators are saying she was outflanked by both the left and the right, both Republican and Democratic, left-leaning and right-leaning politicians beat her to the punch... So what we see there is that the, the city of Chicago is really fed up with her. Yeah, so they don't like her at they all. They <laughs> do not like her. Now, she got in in 2000 and... Oh, she 
yeah, it, what, what's going, what's going on? Shell, Shell's trying to correct what I'm saying. She's like, she's like not she's shaking her head. Now she got in in 2019, kind of. Well, in 2019 and, and in the years preceding 2020, we saw the growth of the defund the police movement, mm-hmm. particularly in more violent areas of the United States. And then obviously it came to a head in 2020 with the George Floyd um, incident. incident. Yep. Now, before that point, Lori Lightfoot had already been elected on those kinds of promises and premises, essentially. Like, hey, we're going to get in, we're going to lower crime by being stricter on guns, but defunding the police, you know, uh, being, like, softer on police brutality, which will then lead to greater autonomy in the city, which will lead to less people committing crime and and lifting (laughs) up poorer neighbourhoods. It kind of, it sounds a little bit oxymoronical as I'm saying it. Yeah. And it functioned exactly like that. Now, because of that, and we're going to get into some of the statistics in a bit, um, but because of... The fact that her plan just absolutely didn't work and she was completely unequipped for her role mm-hmm. getting in in because of her policies on, on racial and social you know issues, she's been booted. Like, the mm-hmm. city do not want her. And mm-hmm. that includes, like, Chicago is a very ethnically diverse city mm-hmm. and none of them want her. Well, yeah. 17%, but it's an incredibly low percentage and uh and her response to all of this was i'm a black woman in america of course so so yeah that that's her response she said that that, well that's what it is everyone must just be racist against me even though so people have been left feeling unsafe because of her actions and so when they vote her out they're then labeled as being racist yeah that's just that's just so messed up. Now, I, I found another source because I wanted to look at, well, what, what did she actually do, mm, you know, mm-hmm. during during her time? And I was just reading through, uh, like, for example, it, well, it's just got this list of statements and then some links to some different uh, information backing up those statements from this website, shoutoutwirepoints.org. And it's essentially going through, like, 20 times Lori Lightfoot failed the cities. And I'm just going to run through this quickly. Just to see, okay, you know, how did she go during her tenure as mayor of the city of Chicago? So it says, remember when Mayor Lightfoot demanded the governor of Illinois to bail out Chicago's pensions? So they hadn't made enough, you know, room within the budget to to give all the pensioners in Chicago their pension, you know, those who are receiving welfare. Mm-hmm. Um, but then immediately called, then immediately offered the Chicago Teachers Union um, more and more raises and more and more, you know, money to keep those people in place. It says, remember when she then brushed off the threat of the COVID pandemic, focusing more on calling Trump and others racist than preparing the city for the coming health and fiscal crisis. Remember when she tried to plug up an $838 million shortfall of the first budgets by increasing the amount of tax to Chicago residents? Oh, wow. <laughs> Remember wow. when she said her COVID-19 recovery task force would eliminate inequalities and expand opportunities for Chicago minorities, but ignoring broke cities and, and the homeless crisis and pandemic in the city? Oh, this is This is one of the interesting ones because she came in under, like one of the big parts of her policy was defund the police. Mm-hmm. Remember what? Remember when she claimed that she has the right to make her home secure when using dozens of police officers at her own as her own security while constantly attacking the Chicago police 
department and America's gun rights and reducing the amount of money the department had. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, like reducing department budget. <laughs> so I'm just, this is crazy, dude. <laughs> How do these people get into these positions? I feel like I should just get, be into politics. You get into <laughs> if it. any clown can do it, maybe I could do it. it it's, it's absolutely amazing. Remember when Lightfoot specifically called for critical race theory to be taught in schools? Remember when she celebrated an 84% graduation rate in 2021? So that's, that's pretty good. 84% graduation rate in 2021. Now, you could say those graduating in 2021 were beneficiaries of the school policies that already had existed before. Mm. That Laurie Lightfoot then changed and led to, amongst grade school kids, in that same year, (laughs) only 26% of Chicago public school kids could read or do math at their grade level. What? 26%? 100%. Yeah, this is why Americans cop so much flack for like not knowing anything. Like you see these YouTube videos all the time where they make fun of Americans on the street. Yeah, this would be like the root cause. Remember when she poured four hundred million dollars into anti-crime initiatives, only to see in twenty twenty two crime rise by another forty one percent over the previous 41%? year. Forty one percent. Yeah, that's and, huge. And those anti-crime initiatives were specifically like, you know. Race activist groups, wow! Not actually anti-crime initiatives. Wow. So, look, what what I see here is we we see the so same. She's ruined a city, basically. Yeah, she's gone yeah. in. She spent all their money on on um, making more robust teachers' units, but then changing the curriculum that has led to lower lower abilities of students to be able to read and write and do maths. Um, she's just wasted so much money, and no one wants her. And I think this is this is the uh, the case when people run for these positions just based purely on, oh hey, we need to prop up racial equality at the sacrifice of everything else. Now, do we believe that racism is wrong? Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. And it's something that definitely needs to be dealt with. But when people just use these social issues to wiggle their way into politics while having absolutely no experience or foresight as to what they're doing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, Monica. Mm. Third clue for the quiz. People have been doing really well. Getting I'm very it, impressed with everyone. Getting it correct. So, Who am I? Heyman became furious with me because I would not kneel down to him or pay him honour. 0491064669. <clears throat> Excuse me, who am I? Heyman became furious with me because I would not mm. kneel down to him or pay him honour. Now, I think people who are familiar with this person are starting to... Yeah, that's a, that's a, the clues are going to be easier that's, there. That's, that's a, a fair <laughs> bit easier. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And again, that number is 0491-064-669. If you know the correct answer, you go into the draw to win Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, the board game. But we've come to our inter- interview time for today, and we have on the phone Casey Vokerka. Are you there with us? Yes, yes, thank you. Casey, thank you so much for joining us this morning for our interview section. And we're gonna My be, pleasure. We're going to be talking <laughs> about all things health and sunlight. Hmm. Now, this is a topic you've sent me through some some questions here. This is a topic that I'm I, I assume that you're quite knowledgeable about. And why do you have that knowledge? I, I guess is my first question. What's your background? 
Yeah, good question. So I'm a nutritionist and I'm also a lifestyle medicine practitioner. Mm. Um, and so I've, for most of my working career, I've actually worked at a place called um, Cedarvale Health Retreat. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, and just done a lot of work with people, so helping to support them with their um, nutrition, but also making lifestyle changes and helping them to understand uh, the benefits of a healthy lifestyle. Mm. And, um, yeah, just the, the wonderful things that um, the, the natural remedies around us can do to improve our health and well-being. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my background in history. I'm very passionate about learning and understanding um, that kind of thing and sharing it with others. Absolutely. Now, you're very passionate about learning and, and understanding, as you said, the health benefits of our natural world. Now, what can we gain from sunlight? <laughs> Good question. Um, so, well, the best way to understand the different benefits of sunlight, as I see it, is um, thinking about it in relation to the different types of radiation emitted from the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the three main um, radiation types that we know of that have significant health benefits are um, the ultraviolet radiation, the visible light, and the infrared radiation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the first of these, which is the ultraviolet radiation, is uh, responsible for what most people probably think of when considering the benefit of sunlight, which is um, that it helps your body to make uh, vitamin D. Mm. Now, just a question, though. I yes. am very pale, and I, I come from a very... I can vouch for that. I'm, I, come from, I come from a pale background. My, my mother is Irish. And yes. so the overexposure to UV usually leads me to go incredibly red. Is it, does that stand in the way of the health benefits? Yeah. So the, 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 I guess the little balancing issue there is, is, um, just about how much time you spend in the sun. Sure. So basically. If you're really pale, you you don't need to spend as much time and you'll still get the benefit. Oh. Basically, if you're out in the sun and um, you just are in there only for enough time to get a slight reddening but not enough to burn, then that is usually enough to be the exposure your body needs to make the vitamin D, but um, not so much that you're going to scold yourself with the UV radiation and then get sunburn. And, and of course, the risk associated with that is, um, you know, skin cancer and that sort of thing. So um, basically, if you're wanting to get the vitamin D, yes, you do need to go out in the middle of the day because that's when you've got the UV radiation at its highest. Um, but... Um, basically only spend enough time so that you get just a little bit of reddening. If you're a darker skinned person, that's going to be always a longer time than a lighter skinned person. Mm. Um, but then after that, you'll need to make sure that you put sunscreen on a cover up or something like that. So you don't overdo it. Um, but that's how you get that balance there. <laughs> and Lawson, you're basically like an express vitamin D machine. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, okay. I can spend a limited amount of time out in the sun, getting those UV rays and getting the vitamin D. Now, is that the tell-all sign, you know, the slight reddening of the skin that you're getting enough vitamin D? Well, that that's usually what you can tell if you're just wanting to look at yourself and, and just check, oh, yeah, have I done that? You'll need to make sure you do that fairly regularly. So, you know, out in the sun every other day type thing. But different people can make vitamin D more easily than others, it seems. And so... Um, it's a good idea to also get a blood test to just check your levels because um, that will then give you a definitive uh, measure of whether you've got enough in your system. Um, vitamin D deficiency is actually really common. So uh, in Australia, studies suggest that it's about one in three 
Australians oh, wow. are actually vitamin D deficient. Yeah, so it's very, very common. And you can understand that because so many of us are spending so much of our time indoors. Mm. Uh, if you've got like a sedentary job or something like that, you're not getting outside much. If you're working all year, um, you might only get out in the summer holidays a little bit. So it's very easy to not actually get enough. Uh, many of us actually need to be quite intentional to get out in the sunshine just to get that vitamin D. Um, and also to make sure we're getting it checked because you can be deficient and not realize. Mm. And um, vitamin D is really important for strengthening bone health, immune mm. health, um, you know, metabolism, even dental health is very important so you have strong oh. teeth. So, yeah, it, it's a really key nutrient that we need from the sun. Okay, but is it possible to, like, get the benefits from the sunlight and at the same time like reduce the risk of skin cancer. I just want to have a little, little humble brag. I had my skin cancer check recently and I was yes. told by the doctor that I am in the top four skins he's ever seen in his career. I just wanted to bring that up well, again. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, but surely Very there's nice. got to be a way to like, you know, how do you reduce – a lot of Australians are really scared about skin cancer, right, because, you know, we're of such course. an at-risk nation. What's the, uh, what's the balance there? Yeah, for sure. So um, – as I sort of mentioned before, if you're out in the sun, just um, yeah, making sure that you minimize the times that you actually get burnt. Yes, you can have a little bit of time um, in the middle of the day, but you may, if it's a very hot summer day and you've got fair skin, that might be only like three or five minutes. So you mm. want to really watch the time when you're out there to, to be careful about that. If you haven't been in the sun for ages, err on the side of, caution in terms of how much time you spend out there um, rather than overdoing it. That would be probably the best thing. But the other thing which is really interesting is actually um, making sure that you have a diet that's rich in antioxidants because mm-hmm. that can help to combat, um, you know, any of if there is a bit of damage from the sun, um, that those antioxidants can help your body prepare the damage. Uh, so that kind of thing is really important as well. Okay, I have a really important question because I've heard different opinions on this in regards to skin cancer, sunburn, that kind of thing. How does sunscreen factor into this? Because we're saying, <laughs> all right, we want to we want to expose our skin to UV light, but if we're then using lots of sunscreen, which is something I tend to do because I do not want to get sunburned, are we then receiving mm. the benefits of UV light? Well, that's an interesting question. My understanding is that um, sunscreen, because it absorbs and helps to prevent the UV having an effect, mm. it can also hamper how much vitamin D your body makes. Mm. Um, so that's why it's important to, yes, give yourself a little bit of exposure, um, but, but don't overdo it. So, uh, again, it's one of these things which... It's, it's all about balance and moderation. Um, a little bit is good, but not, but too much is, is going to be a problem. So, uh, yeah, you just have to be really conscious about that and, um, and watch the time, watch your skin. It's quite easy. One way to tell if your skin has had enough reddening, just put your finger on your skin and push down. If it leaves like a little imprint where it goes pale and then the blood rushes in, um, you'll see that that's had the reddening effect. If you touch your skin and you've been in the sun for a few minutes, you can't see any difference. You can't see like a little depression of paleness and then redness. Um, 
then you can spend a little bit more time. But as soon as you get that little that little imprint, <laughs> uh, then then you you've had um, enough just for your, for the skin to have that. Can I just ask? Effect. Could people mm. not just pop a vitamin D pill? Yeah, good question. Um, yes, you can do vitamin D uh, pill, but it seems that um, vitamin D is more easily um, made and, and lifted up in terms of the levels in your body if you're having it directly from the sun. Yeah, Sometimes, absolutely. you know, you can have lots of pills and um, you you don't get the levels up as easily. Uh, but the other thing is with the supplements, you have to be careful not to overdose on them because they're a fat-soluble vitamin. Mm. And so if you have too much of it, you can actually get levels that are too high. Whereas it seems that when you have it from the sun, your body naturally regulates how much you're making and um, you don't have that risk of overdose. <laughs> so what are some of the benefits? Like if I was like getting like my optimal natural Vitamin D, what are some benefits mm. I could expect? Benefits, well, your immune health is is quite a key one. Um, it, there's been research that's looked into, um, yeah, risk of cold and flus, risk of even stuff like COVID, um, and, and your immune health is uh, much more resilient and strong mm. to combat those kind of things if you have high levels of vitamin D. Um, low vitamin D has also been linked with many other chronic diseases, um, and especially, as I sort of mentioned before, you're supporting your bone health. Um, so that's very important, not only in older life where you've got high risk of osteoporosis and that sort of thing, um, or higher risk, especially if you have some other risk factors, but even even for young um, young people, that's the critical time of life where you're actually laying down the minerals mm. in your bone um, and getting, that, like that's fortifying your, your bone strength and health for the rest of your life at that adolescent age and so it's especially important to have good levels of vitamin d um at that stage of life because it's setting you up for health all in your future life and it turns out a lot of adolescents in australia today um also have issues with um lower vitamin d levels so video games uh, it's very important yeah spending so much time inside on the computers they're not out playing as much as you know kids did in previous generations so Mm. it's quite a critical one yeah, so instead of letting your kids play Fortnite, get them to go outside and play with the actual fort. Get out in the sun. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, good points. Yeah, mm. amazing. Hey, you were also mentioning about visible light and infrared radiation as well. Correct. What mm. what kind of effects do, do those have? Yeah, so this is the whole other area of um, benefits of sunlight. So visible light, apart from the obvious that it helps us to see and enjoy a beautiful, colorful world around us, <laughs> um, visible light is um, really important for helping to set our sleep-wake cycle. Mm. Um, so especially when you, if you get out in the sun at the beginning of the day, it signals to your brain to actually um, wake up prepare the body for the day's activities. It triggers your brain to produce serotonin, which is a happy hormone that helps to lift your mood and help you feel great. And, um, yeah, so that one's quite an important one. And it turns out that sunlight is, as a light source is, is much more superior to um, 
uh, indoor light because it has a much higher intensity, um, the intensity mm. they measure it in lux, and um, the intensity also contributes to mood lifting benefits. But um, yeah, it, it's it's quite important. Like if you're waking up in the morning, uh, instead of just simply turning on the light inside, um, if you can actually go outside or go near a bright window, that will have a much greater effect in terms of lifting your mood and lifting your your serotonin levels um, than than merely staying indoors all day. So another reason to get outside and enjoy that visible uh, light, the brightness of it. Um, and then, of course, when the sun goes down uh, and it's dark, that also sends signals to your brain um, that it's time to go to sleep. And so yeah. your brain starts to produce melatonin, which um, triggers sleep and also restorative processes in the body. And so visible light, very key for a healthy sleep-wake cycle and also healthy mood. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I'm super thankful to live in Australia where we have solid day and solid night yeah. throughout the entire year. Compared to to living somewhere where, say, up in the Arctic, where I, I visited Sweden and Norway and those countries before, and it's hectic. Like, I, you're just like depressed all winter <laughs> and then just awake all summer. It's it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really challenging up there to manage that um, that side of things. People often actually have to get special light boxes to help manage the the intensity of light they're getting. You were also talking about infrared light as well. Where does where does that help us? Yes, yes. So this one's a very interesting one, and this one is um, probably an area that's been more recently researched. Mm. Um, but basically, infrared radiation—that's the radiation from the sun that we feel as heat. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. So just to have that clear, and what we have learned about that in recent years um, is. The infrared radiation has a bit of a longer wavelength and it penetrates more deeply into the body tissues. So that's why when you're out in the sun uh, or if you've been out in the sun all day, you tend to feel warmed right through. It it just Mm. has a real warming effect, right? And what this does is uh, it actually, the radiation penetrates right into your body's cells uh, and it triggers the cell's to make what we um, melatonin. So we talked before about melatonin that's produced at night when you sleep. But this is melatonin that actually is made inside your body cells. And why this is important is melatonin is a powerful antioxidant. And it helps your body to, in the within the cell, combat free radicals, combat oxidative stress, and um, just waste products and things that can build up in your body um, from normal um, normal wear and tear in your life, but also we get a lot of oxidative stress from some some of our lifestyles, and and this kind of thing is a is a risk factor for um, many of our chronic diseases today. Mm. So, um, reducing that antioxidant effect can help to reduce you know inflammation in your body and any of those underlying disease processes that stem from you know build up of free radicals. So it it can help very much to combat a lot of chronic diseases today um, that we face that have that sort of a basis behind it. So, yeah, and the beauty of this one, infrared radiation, is you don't have to get it at the middle of the day. Mm. You can go out in the morning, like when when it's very low risk for skin cancer, you can spend more time in the sun, so like 8 or 9 o'clock or whatever in the morning or late in the afternoon, you'll mm. still get that warming effect, which will be helping boost your antioxidant levels in your body. Uh, but you won't get the same risk of having um, you know, like burning from, from the UV. So uh, that's a benefit that you can get in the other part of the day. 
uh, from the sun, from the infrared radiation. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Casey, mm. thank you so much for joining us this morning, telling us all things about the sun and definitely motivates me to get out there to get my fill of vitamin D. We're going to continue on with the show right now. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.